What's up with it? Do it cause I love it and I stuck with it. We ain't with the subbing in the cut with it. Please none the talks, I heard enough of it. Like, what you gonna do? Where you at? Who you with? You ain't really about this. Don't talk about it. Really on the move, on the map. Never slip. Keep your hands to your lips. Don't talk about it. Real eyes, real lies, real lies. All the time staying on it. If we said it, we don't walk around it. Loose lips, ink ships, red cup, blue strips, new phone. Who this? No, we don't allow it. Really on go, I don't know what's an off day. Now we on road, keep on smoking in the hallway. Now we got shows, boys feeling like Broadway. Always look both ways, even on a crossway. Driving down Cross Bay, our town Barclays. Really on big teams, came up a small way. Championship rings, baby, that's a ball game. Oh, she want a little bag, baby, that's small change. Yeah, that money talk. If we ain't cool, then cut me off. No breaking news, don't run your mouth. Thought it was the plug, now he running off. Thought it was a plug, now he running off. What you gonna do? Where you at? Who you with? You ain't really about this. Don't talk about it. Really on the move, on the map. Never slip. Keep your hands to your lips. Don't talk about it. Real eyes, real eyes, real eyes. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for clicking that play button. Actually, just clicking the link. There's really no play button. Unless you're not watching live. Then thank you for clicking the play button. But anyways, we have a very good, a very special guest, as always, on the show. Last week I gave you aliens and UFOs. This week I'm probably going to give you a little bit of that, but so, but really some paranormal, some ghosts, some probably some stories, and maybe a little bit of experiences. Because we have a very special guest today. We have the host of the Unseen Paranormal Podcast, Eric Freeman Sims, coming on. And without further ado, let's get this going. Hey, hey what's up? Hey. hey, how's it going? Ah, good, good. Busy, busy, but good. Yeah, yeah. I'm still a little rusty yeah, off of this holiday break. <laughs> We're working it out. We're working the kinks out here. But go ahead and uh, take a few minutes and introduce yourself to the audience, okay? Uh, I, my name is Eric Freeman Sims. I have been a paranormal research investigator for over two decades now, since I was a teenager, uh, long before the paranormal shows were ever on. And uh, when I started out, I didn't even know there was such thing as a ghost hunter or investigator. Um, just me and my friends kind of going out trying to figure out, you know, what's beyond us in this life and trying to, uh, I guess, reconcile experiences that we had growing up and, and thing, weird things that happened. And so I've been doing it for a long time now. I started the Unseen Paranormal Podcast a few years ago after uh, being a producer on another podcast. And it's kind of taken off and has life of its own. But yeah, I still investigate, do public events where people can buy tickets and come investigate with us and uh the show is in its third season um i do 50 episodes a season uh with a different guest talking about different topics throughout the paranormal from everything from bigfoot, bigfoot to ufos to ghosts and uh my forte tends to be ghosts so we talk about ghosts a whole lot but um but yeah that's uh so what's going on not much not much but yeah uh, back, uh backstage before the show we were talking about we got into an interesting conversation and you said that your house is haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break the ice a little bit. Let's talk. How is it like living in a haunted house? Is it, is it, is it scary? It's not, at first it kind of was, um, when I was a teenager, I believe that I brought him home from a location. He followed me home as a, when I was a teenager, I think I was 16, 17. I had an SUV. So all my friends would ride with me and we would sneak into this, uh, old civil war plantation house where uh, the Battle of Franklin happened. And uh, the Battle of Franklin, they called the five bloodiest hours of the Civil War because a whole lot of people, like 2,500 people died in five hours. And um, they used this house as a hospital. 
I don't condone trespassing, but we used to sneak in there onto the property, never damaging thing. But we, we saw and experienced all kind of crazy stuff. So one night, all my friends were robbing me because I had an SUV. So I took them home across town and uh, on my way back home, I felt like somebody was in my back seat. Like, you know, you feel somebody staring at you, you turn around and I kept looking in the rear mirror, um, all the way back across town about 10 minutes. And then when I got home, I went, it was just me and my mom living in the house and I got went in my bedroom, shut the door and I heard boots come down the hallway. And then I saw, saw like the shadow of feet under the door and wow. then they turned and walked back down the hallway. And so after that kind of had this resonant spirit and, uh, I've seen him quite a few times over the years. Um, cause that's been a long time ago when I was 16, but, uh, oh, wow. I, he used to, we had to have a come to Jesus meeting with him because he used to shake our bed in the middle of the night. Oh, like, geez. yeah. And what I, I kid it to is, uh, those old motel beds you put a quarter in and they were supposed uh -huh. to be massaging, but it just vibrated the whole bed. That's right, kind of what right. it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. And wake us up in the middle of the night. So we had to, had to have a meeting with him and be like, look, you got to leave us alone while we're sleeping, you know? <laughs> and so it was kind of scary at first until it kind of got used to him. And now I catch him out of the corner of my eye yeah. um, around the house. And, but I come up with a couple of rules for him. Don't pop up behind me in the mirror and like in the bathroom or whatever. And also right. don't, don't bother me while I'm sleeping. Right. But, yeah. Uh, don't shake the damn bed. Yeah. <laughs> but throughout the years I've seen, he's done a lot of crazy things that I've seen in my own eyes. Uh, one night I was sitting on my laptop in my kitchen and I could see uh, the middle bedroom door in the hallway and I watched the door open and then I watched it close. <laughs> I was right. Like, okay. At least you opened and closed the door, I guess. Um, a while back I was standing in the bathroom and in the mirror, I have a huge mirror in the mirror. I could see the doorway um, and the door was closed and I just saw the shadow like come through the door and stood there yeah. for a second. Like, Oh shit, I'm caught. And it went down the hallway. Um, yeah, so like, lots oh, of crazy things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm about to break a rule. I'm about to break a rule. <laughs> yeah. You know, you kick yeah. it out. My bad, my bad. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the one of the weirdest things happened happened about two months ago. Um, in November, I was I'd walked into my kitchen and uh, I hear something hit the floor, and I look down. It's a piece of candy corn, mm -hmm. and I'm like, "What the hell? I don't eat. I'm diabetic. I don't eat candy." And I can tell you last time candy corn was in my house and, but it, it got thrown at me somehow. <laughs> wow. I also have eight dogs. So there's no way that candy corn is going to survive in the floor. Any food is going to survive in the floor with eight dogs. So right. I don't know where, I don't know where it came from. I heard it hit the floor, like something, something threw it at me and get my attention. But, uh, you have eight dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of dogs. Yeah. They're all, <laughs> they're all rescues. Oh, nice. Are you, do you like rehome them or? No, they're, they're ours. <laughs> oh, wow okay nice but yeah back to back to the ghost and everything but yeah it's i've i've heard uh stories of friends that tell me that they do live in a haunted house and i've stayed the night their houses before and nothing's happened at least i didn't see anything but i have been in some house in in a bar for one where like some weird things happen and it was not not my not my best friend, but one of my close friends' grandmother's house. We stayed the night in once. We saw we saw like a, a blacksmith in the hallway. Wow. Yeah, he was just pounding. He was just pounding, and then he like kind of like looked at us, and then just walked into the wall and then disappeared. Hmm. And I've only seen one. That was uh, the 
first like full body apparition I've ever seen. And that was like the most distinctive one that I could see because I could actually make out the hammer. Right. And uh, there was one where I used to hang out at this bar named Rodeiters in Freeland. And it was, there was a hotel like connected to it. And there was an underground tunnel that led to the, the led to the river that was like 50 yards out. And they used to bootleg uh, um, alcohol through it. Yeah. And uh, there was, there's a ghost in there that his name is Leo. And I was in there one day, just in the back by myself, watching sports center on the TV. And he disappeared like right across the table from me. And he like cheered me and then disappeared. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> At least he was friendly. He was like, cheers. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Grab my stuff and left. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I've, I've seen, I've had my experiences with ghosts. Um, and also like with pets and when pets like pass away, like we've had a, we had a, a Shih Tzu from when I was in second grade all the way up until when I was like 23, she lived. And then yeah. uh, the, the night that she passed away, like I like had a dream about her. And then my grandma called me for like first thing in the morning and said, Hey, uh, I just want to let you know that Tiffany passed away. And I was like, yeah, I already knew. It was like a vivid dream that I already yeah. like thought that, we already had this conversation. I was like, yeah, you already told me. And she's like, what? She goes, it just happened last night. And I was like, what? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation before. And she's like, no. <laughs> I actually, I have a ghost dog too. One of my dogs that we had to put down a few years ago. And uh, I'll see him every once in a while, but I just catch him. Like we have a big Island in the kitchen and I'll just catch like the, the ass end of a white dog going around the corner. Uh-huh. And it'll be when all the rest of my dogs are outside and uh, they have their own pen out where they, they have their own like hundred foot by 25 foot run where they go out uh, during the day when it's warm and they'll be outside or I'll hear like dog nails on the floor when none of the other dogs are in the house. Um, I have actually have a, that story of my dog chase. The white one that I was talking about is actually in my friend, uh, Sinstrader Hill's newest book. Uh, she actually put my story about him in there and, uh, it's about spirit visitations. And so he comes back and visits every once in a while. Oh, wow. Got a comment coming in. A little story, maybe. Uh, I've heard a uh, glass break and couldn't find it. I was alone. Sounded like lots of glass broke. I thought a window or something. Then a few, a few days later, my teenager, my teenage son heard it. I didn't. I, eh, I didn't look for it. For at the time, he did. Never found it. Damn, yeah, I've heard I've I've heard other stories of people talking about hearing like glass breaking, like you know they think something catastrophic has happened in the other room, and they go in there and nothing. There's nothing out of place. There's nothing at all. Right. Yeah, I just the, probably put my contacts in before. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, stories like that tend to be like uh, it's probably like a residual um, residual uh-huh. noise or, or something like that that just kind of imprint on the environment. And when the conditions are right, you know, it plays back like a, like an old VHS or cassette tape. Right. Like, um, like I hear sounds all the time. Like I live in a, in a town home in an apartment complex. So I hear sounds all the time. And usually I usually brush it off as my neighbor, but we've had, we haven't had anybody, anybody live on either side of us for like three months now. And I still hear like bangs and stuff over there. Yeah. No maintenance guys have been over there like that. I'm just like, what the hell's going on over there? Hmm. But nothing, nothing goes on over here. Not that I know of, anyway. Not that I've noticed. 
Yeah, well, there's two different types of hauntings. You have the intelligent hauntings, which is like the one I'm talking about in my house with the the guy that that is here. Um, and then you have residual hauntings, which are kind of like I was saying, a recording on the environment. It's called the stone tape theory. And so the reason you get that with right. a lot of older houses, um, a lot of older houses because their foundations are made out of either limestone or quartz or something like that that's kind of conducive to um, energy. And so that's why they use like quartz and watch movements because it'll hold energy. And, um, and so it just seems to be like when the conditions are right, I don't know if the magnetic field or whatever's right that you get these things that replay kind of like the, probably the, the blacksmith, like you're talking about was probably a residual, um, of whatever was on that land before. Right. He said, he said, uh, my buddy said that his grandfather made a house out of like leftover wood from like another house that like burnt down. So they restored some wood from like another house and then built built my buddy's house and he's like yep he goes every he goes yep every once in a while you go down the hallway and he'll you can hear the ting he's yeah. like that's when he, he goes that's when i know i just stay in my room until the ting goes away I'm like, <laughs> I'm like does he do anything he's like no but it just freaks you out when you see him i'm like you should yeah. just if you if he sees you he just walks away he just pushes like you know fucking kids and just walks away <laughs> well there's also uh, another theory that um of like time slips of that. Maybe it's a time slip where they're seeing us and we're ghosts, you know, we're ghosts to them and they're ghosts to us. Oh, wow. Uh, it was an older house right after my mom passed at her house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. I don't know. Like family members. Yeah. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's your mom. Yeah. Somebody trying to get your attention for some reason. Uh huh. The yeah, matrix. I've, I've heard a lot about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm reading kind of <laughs> a glitch, glitch in the matrix. Yeah. It could be that too. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of, um, I, I hear phantom sounds too, but, uh, one of the things that I get is I'll be, cause I work from home with doing the podcast and the paranormal stuff. And so I'll be home by myself and I'll hear like somebody called my name and uh-huh. there's nobody else here. Um, that happens. Um, and that's kind of a normal paranormal thing too for a lot of people that don't hear their name called nobody's there or they add they go in their house and they're like you know did you call me no i didn't call you you know but you clearly heard your name mm-hmm. right yeah i don't know weird stuff weird stuff happens well how what made you like pick the paranormal because i've read in your bio that you had an app like you've seen an apparition with like at the age of eight yeah. And you were yeah, like, I was, right there and there, you're just like, this is me. That kind of got me more into it. Um, I think what really threw me into it was my dad died when I was 14. And so okay. um, I wasn't ever, I wasn't ever raised religious. My parents kind of just let me make up my own mind on religion. And so um, trying to seek out, okay, to prove to myself um, what happens after we die, you know, did my dad go somewhere or, you know, is he still around or what, what happens after you die? Um, I was always a weird kid anyway, that when like the book fair came to school, I was seeking out like the, the paranormal books and, and, uh, things on aliens and, and things like that. And I had all the alien posters in my bedroom and, you know, so I always kind of been interested, I guess, just from the get go for whatever reason in horror movies and paranormal and, and things like that. And so, yeah, when I was a teenager and he, he passed away, it just kind of kicked me in high gear. And me and my friends decided to start. We had heard that this place that I was talking about, that plantation was haunted. 
And it was kind of the thing you did in high school around here was it wasn't just us sneaking out there. A lot of people, you know, would sneak out there and we just had lots of experiences. I had a, we were walking across the field. There's a field in between where we get on the property in the house, probably about 150 yards. We were walking back across it one time um, after we've been up around the house looking around and the grass was about, you know, knee deep. They hadn't mowed it in a while. And um, all of a sudden we hear this, we hear a horse galloping. Uh, from my left and my friends are about 10 foot behind me. And, um, then all of a sudden we hear like a horse whinny. And then I feel this like weird sensation go through me. And we watch the grass move on the other side and we can still hear the horse galloping. And so my oh, friends wow. run up and they're like, are you okay? Did Did you just have a ghost horse run through you? I'm like, I, I that's what it seems like. <laughs> so, um, experiences like that, that place is crazy. Um, here you can hear gunfire and cannon fire and things out there all the time. I saw a lady one time we were up there and, um, she pulled the curtains back and poked her head in the window and looked out, I guess, to see who was on her front lawn, but there was nobody there. Yeah. There's nobody there. It's a museum and you know, you can go tour it and things like that. Sork house, but nobody's there there? four in the morning. You can go there during the day. They don't do anything paranormal. Um, never have, they have a director over it that won't have anything to do with the paranormal, but. Oh, really? He's just like, yeah, yeah. Not disturbing anything. Leave it alone. Yeah, he's kind of more of a historian, historical guy. And he don't, doesn't want anything to do with paranormal. But uh, yeah, that place is crazy. Yeah, they say like most like battlefields, like the word, the battle of Gettysburg took took place. Like, you still hear like gunfire, ghost gunfires, and people screaming and stuff like that. Yeah, this place. this place still has big old blood stains in the floors from where it was. The, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It was the main hospital for the battle of Franklin. And, uh, there are huge, I mean, huge blood stains in the floor, um, in these wood floors. Mm. And, uh, they would do the, uh, they would do the surgeries upstairs at a South facing window because that gave them the best light coming in when they were amputating right. all these limbs. And, um, the story goes that through like, uh, soldier diaries and things like that, that they did so many amputations that the limbs stacked up to the second floor window. And so you just have all this blood, you know, they're just doing amputation after amputation, all this blood, you know, back then during the civil war, they didn't wash their hands and things like that. I mean, they had a pail of water, maybe, you know, once their hands got too sticky, you know, they would rinse rinse it off. Yeah. But um, yeah, every corner of this house had uh, wounded and dying soldiers in it. And uh, even out on the front porch, they, well, it's technically the back porch that runs all the way across. Um, they had five generals die at the Battle of Franklin, uh, either four or five, and they laid their bodies out on the back porch for all the soldiers to pay their respects or whatever. And until they had like a wagon come and take them off. But they also um, kind of buried the dead wherever they fell around this town of Franklin, Tennessee and uh, the car, the McGavick family who owned Carton Plantation, the plantation house I'm talking about, they okay. actually paid their own money to have a guy go and dig them all up and put them uh, in a two acre plot on the plantation property, uh, which oh, wow. it was mo- it's 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 all Confederate soldiers because the Union had enough money to take their men and bury them elsewhere, mm-hmm. but the Confederate didn't. The Confederates didn't, so it's mostly Confederate soldiers, but. They have a cemetery book, and and a lot of them they don't, you know, they didn't have any. It's not like they wore dog tags back then. So, right. uh, but yeah, so you have about two thousand soldiers buried uh, on that property as well. 
like unmarked graves too, and no one knows who they are. Well, they're they're all marked, and they know oh, they're all marked. Yeah, and they knew like by the patches and things on their uniform. Okay, you, they're from Arkansas or they're from Tennessee or whatever, Mississippi, okay. or whatever. So they're they're separated into uh, by state, and they all have headstones, but most of them don't have names on them because they didn't. They just gave them a number, right? Because you know they would have to look like through their pockets to see. Okay, here's a letter you know that somebody wrote them and has their name on it. You know that's kind of uh-huh. that's the only way they could identify them, or if they had like you know wrote their name in their jacket or something like that. Right. So, yeah, crazy place. And so the more I dove into and having experiences there, it kind of was addictive of like, okay, this is an adrenaline rush for one. And two, okay, I'm actually seeing proof of an afterlife. Right. And, and so it just, it snowballed from there. Yeah. And uh, more investigating and, and all that. Yeah. It, like, it seems that when people get into the paranormal and like the afterlife is after like when someone close to them dies. Like you want to know, yeah. you want to know where they're going, you know, or what they, what they're doing, or how they get there, or something like that. Yeah, and all that stuff. And it's, it's it just seems to me that's when it kind of kicks in. Okay, you know, there's got to be something after this, and it's only proof that if even if you see like a ghost, if you don't believe in it, but if you do like see like there's something out of the corner of your eye or anything like that, there is proof that there's something there's something after this. Yeah, and like there has yeah, to be. Yeah, one of the biggest things that I get uh, when I do festivals and things like that, and people come up and talk to me, uh, even on when I do public ghost hunts where people buy tickets and they come to investigate with us, um, people are always like, "I don't, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but here's my ghost story." <laughs> and I think that's they want to gauge what your reaction is going to be, even though not, they know I'm a paranormal investigator researcher and I have the podcast and all that. They want to know if you think they're crazy right off the get go, so they preface it with saying, "Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts, but here's my story." But, you know, but, yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I call myself a skeptical believer because I don't, I don't jump to conclusions uh, that everything's paranormal. I will be the right. first one to try to debunk it. Uh, uh-huh. I just have a kind of analytical scientific mind. And so um, I don't use a lot of the equipment either because I think it's a crock of shit like you see on TV and stuff. Um, I just don't, most of that stuff okay. wasn't made to detect ghost, you know, Oh, ghost adventures is the worst one, man. I talk shit about yeah. Zach Baggins all the time. Bobo Zach Baggins, yeah, douche Baggins, yeah, yeah. man, yeah. It, it was. We were. I remember uh, me and my fiance were watching that one night, and they were doing an like an EPV, I think what they're they're called when the voice like the voice EVP machine, yeah. Oh, uh, the ovulus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the ovulus. And they're like, they ask a question, and they're like, "How did like to a, like a female or something?" And she's like, "How did you die?" And she goes. And it, it replied, um, I was raped. And they, the, everyone just like gets up all excited. She was raped. She was raped. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm like, even if this is scripted, that's like a fucked up thing to even come up and be like all, all excited about. Yeah. yeah, she said she was raped. Oh my God. I was like, what? No, that's, that's, tra- that's a tragic. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't like uh, the provoking either. I mean, you don't want somebody coming to your house to start yelling at you, you know, and then, and then some of these people wonder why they get pushed and hit and scratched and, and then they jump to, Oh, it has to be demonic. No, maybe you were just an asshole and they didn't (laughs) like you and you were being disrespectful. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? if Somebody walks in your house and starts yelling at you to answer them. (laughs) I mean, you know, 
I think that's pretty much their goal, though. It's pretty much like trying to scare us about it. Yeah. Like they, they have right. to be demonic. They have to. They have to be something. Like you know, you could just be like you said. You could be just be a prick, and they just yeah. don't like you. But, but yeah. they're just like. I think everyone wants to lean towards it's demonic, it's demonic, it's demonic, it's demonic, because that like brings on like the Armageddon or something like that. I don't know, but it, all it right, just so, seems well, weird that people point towards evil. It's it's all about ratings, and that gets right. ratings. Um, th- right. Those stories get ratings. People watch it. My biggest thing is like watch Ghost Adventures if you want. I'm never going to tell anybody not to, but just understand that most of those shows are entertainment. That's not what we actually do when we go out and investigate and uh, their, their entertainment. And also I've kind of gotten a peek behind the curtain with having a bunch of parish celebrities on my show and, and talking to all these different paranormal people who've had dealings with like Zach Baggins and ghost adventures and some locations, uh, people at locations I've talked to that had dealings with them and they come in with a script, which tells you right there. If they come in with a script, come on, you know, they're not seriously investigating. Yeah. And they're the worst ones. And there's other shows that come in with a script too. Um, I actually talked to a producer from haunted hospitals because I, I worked as a medic for 15 years. I worked in medicine for 20 years. And, um, so I've had things happen to me in hospitals and nursing homes and, and things like that paranormal wise. And I talked to a producer uh, from haunted hospitals who was interested in one of my stories. And, uh, I guess it wasn't demonic or it wasn't scary enough for them because I'm not like a dramatic type of person. So I guess I didn't sell it right. well enough for TV to where they didn't think, you know, it would work. So, yeah, I heard from him a couple of times and then never heard back. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, Have you investigated like nursing homes? Because I've heard those, those are like one of the most, one of the most haunted things, like buildings out there in nursing homes. I have never investigated a nursing home. I worked at one uh, when I first started my medical career. I was a nurse tech, so kind of the uh-huh. nurse assistant or whatever. And I worked in nursing homes. And there's one that I worked in. Uh, I worked five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 11 to 7 in the morning. And I had so many experiences in this place. It's a huge nursing home. It's still still in operation to this day. This is back when I was uh, 19, 20 years old. And, uh, and the place that I worked was the Alzheimer's lockdown unit. And it was the oldest building and they, this building had been built, this part of the building had been built like the 1930s or forties and it always been a nursing home. And then they come in and added like newer buildings onto it. And they just, it just got bigger and bigger as they added more and more buildings. And, uh, which made this building kind of isolated, um, by, from the other patients and other nurses and staff and things like that. There was like physical therapy and then like a huge dining room. So we were kind of isolated. And at night there was only three of us. There was me another nurse tech and then the nurse. And it, uh, it always reminded me of like a horror movie because the only light on in this whole wing of this nursing home is that the nurse's station. And so right. you got, you got some light coming in from like the parking lot from the double doors and things like that. But, uh, so we walked around in the dark a lot cause we didn't want to wake the patients up when we were seeing if we needed to change them or, you know, whatever. And, uh, I'd walk into some of the rooms and there was a nightlight in there, all the bathrooms. And, uh, like a wheelchair would be sitting there and it looked like somebody sitting in the wheelchair. You could see the head and shoulders from the being backlit and I turn the light on. There's nobody there. Um, see people walk into rooms, just a, like a quick, not, not a, you don't even see it long enough. I wouldn't even see it long enough to see if they, you know, color clothes or anything like that, or say that's like a shadow figure, but you would just, it would just look like somebody walked into a patient room. And this is like two, three in the morning. 
And, right. you know, you get down there and look because you're hoping that, you know, one of the patients aren't out of the bed because they all have dementia or Alzheimer's and uh-huh. most of them are bedridden. So you're afraid somebody's going to fall. But yeah. And there's nobody in there. Everybody's in the bed. Nobody's up walking around. Um, wow. The story that I told for haunted hospitals, talked to the producer about haunted hospitals. Uh, the only thing that I can call it is like the angel of death. Um, oh, I don't wow. know what else to call it. Um, I was on the floor by myself. The nurse and the other tech had gone to lunch about three in the morning. And like I said, the only, the only light on is at the nurse's station. So I walk up to the T in the hallway and I look to my left and there is a tall, skinny young guy in a all black suit standing at the end of the hallway. Uh-huh. And he's kind of lit from the from the uh, parking lot lights, and he just smiles at me. Not creepy, not you know, wasn't evil, wasn't. I didn't get any creepy vibes, and walked into a room. And I'm like, what the hell? There, you know, this is like three in the morning. There's no visitors, no nothing. So I walk directly down there, go into that room, turn the light on. There's nobody there. Wow. And uh, so I told the nurse and the other tech, and they're like, you know shit happens to us all the time we see crazy shit you know you you hear people walking down the hallway that aren't there like this place there's so many people died in this part of the nursing home it's ridiculous so um they just talk it up to whatever so the next morning i go home at seven um i come back in the next night and an hour after i left that morning one of the patients in that room died like unexpectedly um we weren't that we weren't expecting either of those patients in that room to die so um that was interesting and then we had a lady who Whenever she talked about the man in the corner, somebody on the floor was going to uh-huh. die. Somebody in that wing of the nursing home was going to die. And that was just general. Oh, wow. so the, it's like the residents like knew about this. Well, you got to think a lot of them uh, were so bad off with dementia or Alzheimer's. They really weren't coherent. Like you couldn't have a conversation with them because their brains kind of gone with the Alzheimer's dementia. But this lady, every time she talked about the man in the corner, she was afraid of him. And and she's, but all she would say is the man in the corner, man in the corner. And uh, she'd be like, you know, flipping out. But uh, it would happen. Oh, and wow. every time she would see him, somebody would die within probably 24 hours. And that was just known with the nursing staff and stuff. Like, you know, okay, well, that's just normal everyday business wow. in this nursing home. Yeah. But I've never, I've never uh, investigated a nursing home. Um, they tend to tear them down and, and things like there's not a lot of like empty nursing homes and hospitals and things, you know, um, there are right. a few. No, yeah. You don't see it. You don't see a lot of abandoned nursing homes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you don't see a lot of abandoned schools either. You, you know, they school. typically tear them down, build a new one or something right. like that. Right. Exactly. Uh, Missy Marie, here we go. Let me see if I can read this. Uh, how about lights burning out all the time? Um, uh, like, the, I'm, the first to, thing I'm I, starting to believe that yeah. Missy Marie's house is like haunted. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to believe that her house is haunted. If it's <laughs> if it's an older house, the the first thing I would go to if it's an older house is the wiring. I mean, I would have an electrician come yeah. check it out. Um, right. But yeah, I mean that that can be something paranormal too. I mean, I've I've seen where people water turning on. You can actually have bad um, O rings in the in the faucet. And then cause the water to turn mm-hmm. itself on and off. Uh, when the pressure builds up enough, yeah. it'll turn on. Then when the pressure backs down, it'll turn itself off. That's a, a plumber can actually tell you that that happens. I'm not saying it's not paranormal. I'm just saying there's other explanations for for some of these things. Like sometimes toilets flush themselves just because the pressure changes in the sewer or whatever. Um, so right. there there are normal explanations. Um, but when you rule out those normal explanations, you know you got to talk about the paranormal. Now, can I say it's a ghost or a spirit? Yeah. 
no, because I didn't see them do it. <laughs> you know, I can't, right. I can't say yes, definitely. It was a, a ghost, you know, I don't know. Right. Now, um, you said you, you don't use any, any tools, like the fancy tools that they use. You don't use any of those. I use a few. Like the um, Xbox connect. Oh God. Oh, I hate that. thing. <laughs> I hate it. It's for one. If you ever carry one around, it weighs about 20 pounds because you have to have uh-huh. a big old battery on it. And it's just like carrying around a brick. Um, it was not made to detect ghost. I've never, I, I, my investigative partner, he uses it. I'm like, whatever, use whatever you want. Um, but I've never, I've seen things pop up on it, the stick figures, but I've never seen any, thing that made me believe that it was detecting a spirit it's you know okay there's a stick figure there all right it's just picking up something you know it's mapping something out but you know the it it wasn't made for that and so it can come up with false positives like anything else um right the the other thing is like emf detectors yeah that can be a glitch in it also because they're taking it and they're using it with a different program they're not using it with the Xbox, right? Which is what it was programmed to be used for. So you also don't know, okay, has the programmer built in to where it's going to give you stick figures. So more people will buy them. Right. Mm -hmm. You never know people's intentions to make money. Right. Just like a lot of these viral videos that you see of ghosts and Bigfoot, and they're all a crock of shit. A lot of them are because people just want clickbait. They just want to be viral and make money. So you never know people's intentions either. Um, Another piece of equipment that I really don't like are EMS detectors. I use them, but I use them as they're meant to be used, um, which is to detect electromagnetic fields. Mm-hmm. And because high EMF fields, and this is the reason they were brought into the paranormal to begin with in, on investigations, was to rule out high EMF fields because high electromagnetic fields can cause you to hallucinate, auditory okay. and visual hallucinations. Um, because wow. your brain, well, your brain has nothing but electromagnetic activity, right? Your brain runs mm-hmm. off electricity, so does your whole body. So high fields, certain people are more sensitive than others. And uh, so it can cause visual and, and audio hallucinations. Um, oh, we, wow. did a, we did a private investigation, and this is the highest EMF I've ever seen in my life. Your EMF in your house should be zero or 0.1 mm-hmm. at most. 0.1, somewhere in there, very low. And uh, definitely under 10. If you've got an older house with unshielded wiring, you'll get spikes. Yeah. But in this person's house, their Wi-Fi router was given off 1,500 to 2,000 milligauss. Whoa. When it should be 0.1. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And so uh, that, if you're sensitive to EMF, that can definitely make you see things. Um, the biggest thing that high EMF fields do is that make you, give you that feeling of being watched and not being alone when you are. Right. Right. Just that uneasy feeling. Um, so I use EMF detectors for that. I don't right. necessarily use them to find ghosts. Um, I have seen a few times where in like a hallway, you can take an EMF detector and get just a bubble in the middle of the hallway. And there's nothing. It's not close okay. to any walls where wires or electronics to be given it off or anything. It's not close to the floor to see. And it's just a bubble in the middle of the room. Um, that I can't wow. tell that it's a ghost either. I mean, you know, but that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, as far yeah, as that, using, that I just, would be weird. Yeah, because there's no explanation for it. You know, they, it shouldn't. You shouldn't have just this electromagnetic bubble that you can measure all the sides of. You know, in the middle of the hallway or room. Right, um, with nothing electric around it. That, that would. Right. Be, yeah. Kind of yeah. 
not connected to the wall or anything like that, you know, putting off that energy. So I found that stuff interesting. Uh, those rim, the, the rim pods that you see on TV, the round things with the antenna, you get close to the antenna, it goes off. I've never had any kind of luck with those whatsoever. On occasion, um, you'll get them to go off where it seems like you may be communicating with something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those, I mean, a walkie-talkie can make those go off. Oh, if you really? just keep, yeah, if you just keep a walkie-talkie. So if you got a bunch of people with cell phones around, cell phone signal can make it go off too. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, yeah. So when Walk you see right those, there. so when you see those REM pods on TV shows, all they had to have is a member of the crew over hitting a walkie talkie to make it answer. Right. If they want to fake stuff for TV, you know, um, the biggest things that I use my cell phone, uh, take lots of pictures and we always take pictures in burst of three because a lot of times you'll get where there's nothing in the first picture, but there's something in the second picture, but nothing in the third picture. Right. Okay. And so then you're like, what the hell? I just took this over like three seconds how is something showing up, you know, a figure or something showing up in the second picture. Right. Um, but also your cell phone, uh, you can record audio with it. So do EVP stuff. I believe in EVPs yeah. for sure, because if I get an answer to a, some random question out of nowhere, I mean, you know, I, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and you can do video on your, on your cell phones as well. Um, right. What about like the good old fashioned Ouija board? I, if you take the human element out of it, the human element, if like I saw, if I saw a planchette move on a Ouija board without anybody touching it. Right. Okay. All right. Ghost activity. I got you. That's paranormal. Right. Uh-huh. But the fact that you have people with their hands on it and you can subconsciously have micro movements in your hands and things. Cause most people's right. hands aren't steady like a surgeon. You know, most people have little tremors and most people are fidgety when they don't even you know realize it. So, it's just hard. Right. And then also you might have somebody who has ill intentions, you know, to try to scare everybody, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah I've always, that, I've always been afraid of Ouija boards. Like I've never, I've never touched one. I've never yeah. taken one out of the box. I don't want one in my house. Like I, just something about them that tells me that's like, it's probably a connection I don't want. So, well, you also don't know what you're connecting to. If you do, exactly, I, you yeah. know, um, one of the things that as far as spirit boards and things I have seen, um, and, and taking the human element out of this too, people use uh, pendulum boards, the round boards and they'll hold a pendulum and, you know, has answers on it. Well, I've actually seen where, uh, with my own eyes in my own presence, if somebody put it on a, uh, the pendulum on a tripod yeah, and back up from it. And I've actually seen the pendulum swing itself to answer questions. Wow. Uh, yeah. So take the human element out of it and see you know what happens because obviously if yeah. they can yeah, i mean if they can move things all right we'll move it <laughs> i mean well, you know yeah, yeah so cool. yeah um another piece of equipment that i use that i think is just a modern ouija board is the spirit box which is okay. just the the radio that cycles through radio stations at a quick rate and um we usually use it what's called the ss method is where you put on head noise canceling headphones blindfold Mm-hmm. And all you're hearing is the white noise of the spirit box. Yeah. And th- somebody in another room will be asking questions and you just say out loud what you hear, but it's more like going into like a meditative state because you're listening to white noise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it depends on the person. I don't think it's necessarily something that's coming through on the radio stations. I think it's, um, 
maybe the spirits are communicating like telepathically or something like that. And the person, right. if you have the right conduit for that, then the person is saying the answers. And we've had some good results with that, with uh, actually getting some complex answers to simple questions and things that, okay. you know, and then the, the person, we put the blindfold, the noise canceling headphones. So the person doesn't know the questions you're asking. Right. And so they can't hear you or see. And then you got somebody in the other, another room asking questions. And so um, right. if they come up with, you know, the right answer, that's, that's a little more than coincidence. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What about like natural reactions? Like as we're sitting here talking, like you probably notice my eyes water because every time I, I talk about like the paranormal and ghosts and stuff, I, like my eyes start to water and I start to get goosebumps. I don't know if it's just because I'm interested and you're very intrigued in what we're talking about. Or something that's like, hey, you know, sitting next to you, see what's going on. Yeah, what about like natural reactions? I think your body is probably the best tool. Um, You know, we look at it like we we only have these few senses, but we actually have way more senses than than we think. Because it's just like getting the goosebumps, all the hair standing up on your body, and you don't know why. Like, that's your body reaction to something. Right. You know, Um and and yeah, you have to kind of trust those those senses, uh, especially investigating and things like that when you're kind of more of a controlled environment. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one reason people are always like, well, why you got to hunt ghosts in the dark? Well, your senses are heightened in the dark for one. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that we couldn't catch something during the day. But also you got to think everything quiets down at night. You don't have traffic outside. You don't have people coming and going in businesses and things that we investigate. You know, a lot of the places that we like to investigate, it might be an open business during the day or like a historical location does tours and things. And then you have traffic noises outside and, and you have contamination from all these things. Or you have, you know, traffic with, uh, if it's in the early evening, you got traffic with like the light shining through the windows and we're trying to record video, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it just works better to do it in the middle of the night because most other people are asleep. And right. so it just, yeah, it works a lot better. But yeah, it's more silent. Like it's it's hard to ghost hunt during the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just hard to do it. In a my house, it's like extremely I, haunted. Yeah, like, right. yeah, Unless you have like a live-in, like Eric does over yeah. here, or if your house is extremely haunted, or it's like a poltergeist or something, you're probably not going to see him during the day. Yeah, and uh, a lot of locations will uh, they report more activity after business hours too, for whatever reason. I don't know if that's just when the spirits come out because they're like, okay, everybody's gone. You know, we can do what we want. Right. But uh, there's another location. There's another location uh, called the Lotes House in Franklin, Tennessee, that I've investigated, and um, they will come in and like mini balls, which were like the the bullets of the you know the Civil War era. They have a bowl of them that you can like buy in the gift shop, and they'll come in the next morning and they'll be lined up in the floor. And they've even found them right. upstairs. A lot of them in the floor upstairs, where like somebody's been playing wow. with them. They have a spittoon that. Um, if they move it from its spot where it should be, the spirits will move it back before they come in the next morning. <laughs> so, oh, really? Like put it back? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's where, that's where we want it, you know? Um, it so yeah, you have a lot of places that more activity happens at night too, for whatever reason. Right. So my grandfather, I remember my grandfather telling me the story about an old house that he's living with his mother. He grew up like during the depression era. So it was, it, it was like, I don't know a lot of spooky things happening during that time, I guess. Yeah. And uh, he would, and he would say that they would move from like house to house 
like that one week they live in this house and the next week they live in a different house and sometimes they stay a month sometimes they stay two or three but they were never in the same house and he said they moved into this one house for like a for a couple of weeks and at at night he could hear like a ballroom like a like a ballroom dance like go around in the basement and yeah. then he'd go down there and open up the door and nothing would be down there just be like a basement and like that and the noise would stop as soon as he opens the door the noise would stop and then he would shut the door and he'd go back upstairs and it it continue like and he said throughout like the whole two weeks that like, he he could hear a ballroom in the basement oh wow like, that's this crazy shit yeah and it was like yeah. wow <laughs> wow but he's like he's he never he's not one to believe in the afterlife or anything like that if he if you asked him he's he he passed away probably like about two years ago but if you would have asked him hey do you believe in the afterlife or ghosts or spirits he said he would be the first person to say no yeah and it's like but you just they'd be like no yeah. like what happens when you die grandpa nothing <laughs> it's like okay wow yeah even with having experiences yeah yeah. yeah, I come I come across those people. It's it's some of those same people like I was talking about that say, you know, I don't believe in ghosts, but here's my ghost story. You know, right. they're they're just for whatever reason, they're no matter what would happen to them, they would never they probably would never would change their beliefs. Um for whatever reason, some people are like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you can't even yeah. like I don't know. Like if some if something like that happened to me, I'd be like, okay, I believe this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you have those people that just—they're just like, nope, I can't do it. It's not what I saw. It's not what I saw. It's not what I saw. Yeah, and like I, like for me, like I said, I've been having this shit go on my entire life, and so I don't really have a choice uh, right. to believe. That's also, I think, what's forced me into being the skeptical believer, where my brain goes to, like with the plumbing and the electric, you know, electrical issues, uh, like her, the the one lady was talking about. My mind goes to that because I've seen so much shit. That I mm-hmm. now I think it's my duty to debunk if I can instead of just chalking everything up paranormal because I think there's a lot of people uh, there are a lot of people uh, I'm a, I'm on all kinds of you know paranormal groups and things like that on Facebook and there's so many people that would just jump to everything's paranormal if there's something mm-hmm. weird in a photo it's paranormal even though you you know uh, you'll have 800 comments of saying no that's just a lens flare in your picture that's not an orb. You know, these people are adamant. Why do you got to be so mean? Why do you got, you know, and people aren't being mean. They're just telling you that's not paranormal. That's just a photograph anomaly. You even have photographers telling people, no, that's a lens flare. That's from the sun. That's this, you know, for professional photographers who know, and people still won't believe it. You know, confirmation bias is a crazy thing, but, um, so I just try not to be one of those people. I try to, you know, like I said, be rational about it. But at the same time, I just had so much shit that's happened in my life that, I definitely can't ever discount anybody else's stories or experiences because I don't want them to discount mine either. I wasn't there. Right. I, who am I to say? I mean, if you ask me, what do you think it could be other than paranormal? And I have people ask me that all the time and I'll, you know, I'll throw out some ideas to them, but I'm like, you know, if you think it was your grandmother coming to visit you, it probably was, right. you know, if it was that profound of an experience, you know, and even if it wasn't, who gives a shit? Exactly. No. Right. No, whatever right. makes you feel better. <laughs> but even if it wasn't, yeah, and that's like I said, who am I to tell you that you're wrong about your experience? I don't, you know, I want people to believe me when I tell you my experiences. Right. And so, exactly. you know, yeah. Exactly. Now, have you ever like ran into anything like, I know we talked about this earlier about clickbait. Have you ever like <laughs> ran into anything like demonic, like, like, um, 
don't know. I have like not. A demon or anything scratched or anything like that? No. No. No, never 20 years of doing this. Um, I, I've seen people get scratched. Yeah. But my my thing is, if you're an asshole in life, you're probably going to be an asshole in death. Right. And And some people are just nasty. They were nasty people in life. They were miserable or whatever. Or maybe maybe the spirit's angry because they were murdered. Maybe they're angry because of how they died. Maybe they're angry because, you know. And I always tell people, think about this. If you're in a house full of people and nobody can see you or hear you, how frustrating would that be? Right. I've been growing shit too. Yeah, and especially (laughs) if maybe you're stuck there and you can't go anywhere. You know, maybe, and, and also like scratching and moving things and throwing things. Maybe that's the only way they can get your attention. It's the only way they can communicate. It doesn't necessarily right. even mean that they're an asshole or they're evil. Maybe that's just the only thing they can do to get your attention. Right. Or like tap on something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're not, yeah, they're not trying to, I don't, I don't think most of them are trying to scare you or anything like that. I think there are some that are like, get the fuck out of my house. You know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. They're trying to scare you out of their, their, this is my house, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I think for the most part, you just have a lot of them who are trying to get your attention because like I said, they're lonely. There's okay. Nobody, I can see these people, but they can't see me and can't hear me, you know, uh-huh. and, and things like that. So just think of how frustrating that would be, you know, and how pissed off you would get and, you know, right. Yeah. There's a, where by where I live, there's a house over on Dice Road. It's a uh, in Merrill, and it's called it's called Hell House. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much it's a place where a bunch of satanic rituals were like were like taking place, and uh, and you can hear like screams and like the lights flicker red and stuff, and there's like no one living there, like the power's not even on, and you can, like people say they drive by it all the time, and they hear people screaming, and they hear the red lights flickering in the window and stuff like that. And it's, and it's just, I don't know, Like I've never, I'm not brave enough to do it. I don't want to bring anything back with me. That's my thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to be brave enough to go into like a cemetery at night and go, is anybody out here? You know, because I don't know, just bringing it back with me at my home, at my safe spot doesn't seem right. But (laughs) No, I, I, I I very much at the end of an investigation, um, we always are like, look, thank you for, you know, chatting with us, but you have to stay here. You know, you stay here. Don't, don't come with us, you know, respectfully. Thank you. But you know, and I, yeah, other than other, and I didn't know what I was doing as a teenager either. Um, other than this dude coming home with me, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever had anything else following me home. Um, and the other investigators, they, that I know, I know plenty of them. I've never heard any of them complain too much. Um, no, occasionally, you know, occasionally you'll hear stories of investigators be like, yeah, I brought this asshole home with me, you know, and it took me a while yeah. to get rid of him. But I don't wow. think, I think you could be driving by a location and that happened to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, or, really? like, or like, say, say you live on a highway and a wreck happens outside your house. Uh-huh. I think it, I think it's just whoever notices them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if you, if you just had me going to get your mail and saw them out of the corner of your eye because they died right there, you know, uh-huh. I think they could follow you in your house if they wanted. Wow. That's crazy. So you're not safe anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But you also you don't hear about it. Happening. Yeah. I, I just, I, I also think that more people are haunted and their houses are haunted than people even realize. That's why you yeah. have these shows like my, my haunted house and things like that on travel channel, haunted hospitals. Mm-hmm. And they just keep going. Like, uh, what is the one, A Haunting has been on the air for like 20 years now. 
They have yeah. like 25 seasons because they will never run out of ghost stories because right. there's so many, you know, places that are haunted and people that have had um, issues with the paranormal and, you know, but also the paranormal is just dropping the bucket as right. far as like just ghosts. There's so much more to it. Um, okay. cause you, you know, you throw in UFOs and you throw in Bigfoot and cryptids and all this other crazy shit, like time slips and, mm-hmm. and things like that. People, people want to attach the word paranormal to just ghost because that's what all of the shows are. The paranormal shows, you know, most of them right. are ghost shows, but the paranormal, it just means anything outside the norm. Right. So anything that right. we can't logically scientifically explain. Yeah. And so, everything. yeah, everything. I mean, you got people, you know, fairies and all this other crazy shit, you know, synchronicities and, uh, man, there's so much mermaids. To mermaids. A yeah. Bunch of speculation that mermaids exist now. Like yeah. People are actually yeah. seeing mermaids wash up on shore. Uh, the Loch Ness monster, you know, things like that. Um, like monsters, river monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. Now you got people talking about the Shimmer Man or Glimmer Man also, which is kind of like the Predator cloaking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. people have seen. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. You know, yeah. What if they're like, what if, what if just like aliens? They're just like, hey, we're going to come visit. Yeah. I, I, you guys don't know what they're doing, what we're doing. They just come visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, like in the Bigfoot camp and in, in yeah. the Dogman camp, of, of people that research that stuff. And that's kind of their forte. Uh, you have two different camps. Yeah. So especially in Bigfoot, you have the people that believe that Bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature. And then you have the other people who believe that it's interdimensional or has something to do with aliens or some kind of spiritual being. Right. And, uh, the big, the people that believe it's flesh and blood called it what the other people believe in. Woo. <laughs> that is their term. <laughs> woo. woo. And yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just, they don't get along either. <laughs> the two they cats each other. they do <laughs> because of their differences and they just can't get on the same page and so uh you know it's a it's it's a little bit ridiculous it um, is it is actually this is you bring up you brought up bigfoot and i thought this was kind of funny but it is actually legal here in the state of michigan to hunt unicorns <laughs> you are allowed to obtain a license to hunt a unicorn uh with bigfoot i think it's washington state uh made it illegal to uh shoot a bigfoot oh you can't shoot him if you see nope. him you, you cannot hunt bigfoot and i think it's washington state um but that's also where they have a lot of the sightings because the uh, pacific national forest out there is like sixty-eight thousand square miles of yeah. uninhabited forest and so it's one of the biggest forests we have in the united states um mm-hmm. proper you get up into Canada, of course, you get a lot more expanses of forests that are way bigger than that. But um, yeah, the good majority of your your Bigfoot sightings in the United States come from that area, and then also come from out East Tennessee in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, Smoky Mountains, right. around my area. Um, and then you also got a huge uh, the Olympic Project uh, for anybody that's into Bigfoot. Olympic Project, they believe it's a flesh and blood creature, and uh, they study a huge chunk of forest in Arkansas. I believe it is. Um, yeah. in the Ozark mountains, they've got a huge study area out there. That's like 40,000 acres. We have cameras and all this other equipment up trying to capture, um, evidence and, um, kind of mainstream science is jumping on it a little bit now with, uh, doing DNA uh, analysis on hair and things that they found. Yeah. And some of that DNA analysis has come back as being primate, but unidentified primate, uh, oh, which wow. is interesting. 
Yeah, which is very interesting. And then a couple of uh, a couple of things that I've seen, they've had some of the hair come back with DNA that looks like it's half human DNA when they test the hair, and they, but then they also get primate DNA. It's like a mix oh, wow. of the two in the same hair sample. Like, so. like maybe like an ancestor that got caught in the middle. Yeah. Like, like where we would have been if aliens didn't. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> our DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Did it like yeah. jump jump us ahead like a couple hundred years? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look at like our evolutionary tree uh-huh. that they have, excuse me, that they have mapped out, we there's so many pieces missing to get to humans. Um, we have like Cro-Magnon man and, and you have uh, a couple of others, but also uh, one of the big things that the Bigfoot skeptics jump to is, well, why haven't we found a skeleton or a skull? Well, why have they only found mandible, you know, the bottom jaw of some of our ancestors, but we can find complete dinosaur skeletons, right? Right. But we can't find our own ancestors skeletons from 20,000 years ago or 30,000 years ago. But yeah. millions of years ago, we have a complete T-Rex skeleton. Right. So, you know, that's odd. And we're not even finding complete the, the, the you know, like Neanderthals and things like that. We're not even finding complete skeletons them. We're just getting partial skeletons or a skull or, you know, bone here and there. It's not even a complete body. So for a Bigfoot, and also you've got in these vast expansive forests, you'd be hard pressed to find a carcass of anything. Um, even a bear as big as they are, right? You're 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 not gonna. It would be rare for you to find one bone from a bear carcass, um, right. just because you have all these animals that are scavengers, and that's what they do. That's what they're there for. Uh, but they the, have decay and all that stuff too. So. Yeah, yeah, and so, and then also, if you if you think about an intelligent species like humans, if they even have half the intelligence we do, maybe they bury their dead. Right. You know, Bigfoot. So. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. It's an interesting I, topic. Uh, I've definitely I, gone I down think, the rabbit hole of it here in the past few years. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I I think it's it's all like it's all like I don't know. Like, I think the whole not all of it, I guess the whole dinosaur fossilizations, the findings, and all that stuff. I think some of it's BS, most of it anyway. Now I don't think all of it is. I do think they find like some dinosaur bones, but my thing is, how are these dinosaur bones like you like you just brought up? You um, how are all these dinosaur bones like preserved almost perfectly, but yet we yeah. can't find a femur from like a caveman? Yeah, or something like that. You know, uh, there's an amazing. Uh, I was actually just listening on Joe Rogan to this guy, but uh, he owns a huge uh, gold mining operation out in Alaska. And yeah, he has like the the biggest gold mine operation in Alaska. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and he has yeah. the Boneyard Alaska, where these aren't even fossils from these animals that lived 20,000 years ago, mammoths and things, they're actual bones because they're, they, for whatever reason, this one five acre plot that he found where he was going to gold mine, they just found, they melt the permafrost and they found, they found hundreds of thousands of bones, but they're actual bones. Uh-huh. So they're still getting D they can get DNA off of them uh, because they're right. still marrow in some of them. And you're talking about mammoths and, and um, like huge uh, North American lions, you know, all these crazy yeah. animals that don't exist anymore. Short uh, bear. Yeah. 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 All in this one place and they don't know why, but, um, but yeah, we can find shit like that, but you can't, like you said, a femur from a Neanderthal or, you know, the caveman uh, right. and, exactly. and finish our own, you know, family tree of how we evolved. 
Right. Unless we were just eaten by like that, all the dinosaurs just ate us. But still, <laughs> we think we think in the excess waste there'd be something, yeah. <laughs> some kind yeah. of something. That that have to be a big poo. Yeah, the, the, I don't know. the only the only fully intact um, ancestors they were found. Uh, they only found one or two were the ones that were like frozen in ice. Um, oh. But those weren't like those were only like one, like a slight difference between humans and them. You know, it yeah. wasn't uh, it wasn't this huge leap in in uh, right. in our yeah, genetic they, mutation. They, yeah, they had a big brow, and that was pretty much it. He was over a little bit, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but I no, I'm with you. Like, I, I think it's very much is possible that some kind of alien life came and and tweaked our DNA or tweaked the DNA from like chimpanzees, since we're only like two percent off DNA wise. And right. um, but also we're we we share ninety nine percent DNA with a banana, <laughs> so you don't fucking know. Like, That's true. Yeah, DNA yeah. is so weird, you know. We're, that you don't know. we're pretty much connected to pretty much everything in this world. Yeah, by yeah. Like in the high nineties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah going down that yeah, the whole dinosaur thing, <laughs> yeah the whole dinosaur thing that's 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 got me like i'm i'm skeptic about it. I don't, i'm not gonna say i'm gonna it's a conspiracy but i'm just skeptic i don't think all of those are real i think you're just like hey we need this to make this and you're like okay let's <laughs> yeah. go find it <laughs> right right um but yeah going down that rabbit hole to all to say that i i believe bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature i think the i think it and then you have people like uh and one of the other things that makes you believe bigfoot's flesh and blood is uh you have people like force galante um who goes out and tracks down what are believed to be extinct animals and he finds a lot of them and we're finding more and more that we don't okay just because we think it's something's extinct don't mean it is and so why couldn't Bigfoot live in small populations that occasionally humans come across them, you know, um, but right. small enough breeding populations that, you know, another example is here in middle Tennessee where I live um, for years, the TWRA, the Tennessee wildlife resource agency tried to say that we didn't have mountain lions, uh, that they had not come back into middle Tennessee, that they died out of middle Tennessee hundreds of years ago because they got hunted out. Well, well, when five hunters come forward and said, here's trail cam footage of mountain lion and I live in middle Tennessee. They finally had to come right. out on the news and say, Oh, we have mountain lions in the area. Be careful. <laughs> you know? So, are, uh, just because you, you like have in the mountains, though, too? uh, we're kind of the foothills of the Appalachian mountains. Um, it's okay. very hilly, hilly territory. And, and Nashville, I live outside of Nashville. Nashville's in kind of a big bowl, uh-huh. but, um, but yeah, we, we live kind of in the foothills. Um, yeah, the further Does east you, you go towards Knoxville and things, the, the bigger the mountains get. Yeah, that's that's usually where you find mountain lions, right? Is in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, and even yeah. Well, but even <laughs> down in the even down in the Florida, they have the Florida panther, which is a is is a cousin to the mountain lion or like a puma, yeah. and um, even as flat as Florida is. But um, yeah, they were just denying that they were in this area or even in West Tennessee, which is West Tennessee out towards Memphis is it gets really flat because uh, yeah. it's starting to get into the Midwest and now the mountains, but. uh but yeah, they had to admit, oh, we have mountain lions. You know, we have a healthy population right. enough that people are seeing them when they denied it for 20 years. So, you know, that goes <laughs> along with like Bigfoot. You have all these people that see a Bigfoot type creature. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's a time slip. Maybe when right. we see Bigfoot, it, we're slip, you know, it's a it's a window to back in time and that's one of our ancestors, you know. Who knows? That just very well could be too. 
There's just so many things that because the guest I had on last week, Ryan Stacy, he was we were pretty much talking. He says, I think it's all connected. He's like, I think Bigfoot, yeah. the spirit world, UFOs, aliens, it's all connected in some sort of way. And this is like pretty much our lives after you're after you're done here, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna be one of these, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I was like, Well, and I would like to you... be an alien then. I wouldn't want to be a ghost <laughs> like trapped in my house. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if you look at like uh, Native American teachings, I I am um, I have a really strong uh, Cherokee Indian history and okay. uh, ancestry. Um, f- uh, two of my grandparents were full blooded off the reservation Cherokee Indians, but um, but if you look into like uh, like the Cherokee, who uh, all throughout this area in the Carolinas, they believe that they believe in all of it, like Bigfoot was just a creature that they respected, but Bigfoot, they, they think, uh, and this goes along with a lot of other tribes across the country that Bigfoot had one foot in both worlds. So Bigfoot was a spiritual being, but it was also a physical being and they didn't fuck with Bigfoot. They kind of had a truce with, with the Bigfoot community and they kind of left them alone and they left, you know, the natives alone. Uh, but they also learned things from each other. And so, uh, but yeah, you go back in the folklore, and and they believe, you know, all of it's real. There's a, also most Native Americans across the United States believe in a race of little people that are about two foot tall. Um, gnomes? Kind of like gnome fairy territory. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and believe that all of those things, but they also believe that it's all connected because it's all that you have some creatures like the little people and Bigfoot and things like that that have one foot in the spirit world and oh. one foot in the physical world. And they believe that we if you embrace it, we can have one foot in the spirit world, one in the physical world. And that's why you had like shamans and medicine men and things like that. They were the ones that kind of bridged the gap for the humans, um, in between those two worlds. Like DMT and stuff like that. Uh, the Cherokee was a lot of weed. It was a lot of marijuana, uh, for the Cherokee because it grows, uh, peyote is, uh, comes from a cactus out in the Uh desert. Uh, so a lot of those tribes, yeah, a lot of those tribes with peyote, um, out in, it, here in Tennessee, I know marijuana grows wild. So, oh wow, it uh, does. Yeah, yeah. That's why deer love it. That's why deer will eat the shit out of it because they know what oh, it is. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. Here, yeah, here we got a jack of our electric bill like a couple <laughs> hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, over there you just grow it wild. That's crazy. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Before we get out here, I just want to pick your brain a little bit. I do have a couple of stories I want to know. If it, on your opinion, are they? Do you think they're real, or do you think they're a hoax? Okay. And, okay. And I'm gonna start off with. I don't know if you've seen the. I don't know if you've seen them. So if you don't, if you haven't seen it, then just tell me. I've never seen it. Um, but the movie. Um, it, it's it's like a documentary on Stan Romniak. Do you remember him? Do you, have you ever heard of him? Mm, like, not right offhand. Uh, it's called. It's a documentary called Extraordinary. And Stan Romniak is like known as like a star seed, which he has been abducted by aliens numerous times. Um, aliens have peeked into his house through his oh, windows inside I know his glass doors. I know who you're talking okay. about. I have watched that documentary. It's been a while ago, but I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Do you think his story is real or do you think his story is a hoax? I'm kind of on the fence of the whole alien abduction thing uh, in, in general. Okay. I don't know is what I would tell you. Uh, okay. because like, I, I don't, I don't want to discount anybody's story of anything that happened to them. Right. Um, 
but I think there are some people like that that are they have mental health issues <laughs> and they you know um it's part of their psychosis or whatever uh but there are there are some uh his I'm drawing a blank right now with his name but there's a really famous guy in the paranormal field um who's written plenty of books about his own uh, dealings with aliens and being abducted and things like that um oh. is it possible yeah because i believe you know we have ufos and aliens that visited here um i think the ancient alien theory i think makes a lot of sense um yeah. i'm fixing the i'm actually doing an interview with a lady next week uh talking she's an archaeologist and anthropologist and oh, wow. she studied she studied all these teotihuacan uh Puma Punku and all these sites and even the, the Giza, uh, the pyramids in Giza in Egypt and things. So, um, it'd be cool to have her who, you yeah. know, she's an anthropologist and an archeologist and the study of these things and believes in them. So, but, um, I think that's it's entirely like the, possible. That's like the one place in this world that I wanted, I want to visit before I die is the great pyramid of Giza. Yeah. I want to go to, I want to try and go in. Let's go yeah. in. See what happens. There and uh, the other place that I'm gonna go to is Machu Picchu in uh, South America. It's the uh, the, it means the city among the clouds, and it's the one that they built like they cut the top off a fucking mountain and built a city up there, and they had running water and everything. Oh, wow! Um, Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. I think it's called Machu Picchu. I think it's I get, you have Teotihuacan, you have Pumapunku, Machu Picchu, all these Aztec and Mayan sites, and so you know, right. trying to get the names mixed up. But no, I believe it's entirely possible. Now, is that guy full of shit? I don't know. Right, maybe possibly. But go out there, everyone, everyone that's watching, go out there and check out Extraordinary. Be your yeah. own, be your own critic. See who yeah. it is. Um, okay, uh, Travis Walton, the Fire in the Sky guy. Everyone knows I, about Travis Walton. I completely believe that there are too many witnesses to that. And if you go and watch the, there was a newer documentary that was a bit more in depth than anyone that I'd seen, uh, you know, that they'd ever done about him. Uh, it was put out not so long ago, I think on discovery plus and, uh, his story has never changed. His friend's stories have never changed. Um, the guys that were with him and whenever they were interrogated and given lie detector test, all of them passed. All of them told the same story individually. Mm-hmm. And when the hell does that ever happen? If you have yeah. five people involved in a murder, there's going to be, they're going to trip up. The cops are going to trip right. them up because that's what they, you know, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that story, the fact that, yeah, it's never changed. It's never, ever changed. Um, it's yeah. always been the same. And, and even the police that were involved in it, everybody that was involved in it was like, something's fucked up here. <laughs> right. You know, so, even like, the sheriff that was involved. Yeah. yeah. Like something happened here. Yeah, I, after like watching him on Joe Rogan, I've seen the movie a, a dozen times, and watched, I've seen him on Joe Rogan too, where he told the story, and yeah. then I've seen him like give a couple of speeches too off of YouTube, and it's just every time it's like you, it's the exact same story, the yeah. exact same thing happens, the exact same descriptions, and it's it's hard not to be something like that. I mean, could he be just like a really really good liar and just really right. really know, but. If he, if he is, he made he made a damn good living off of it. So, I, I've seen I've seen some interviews he's done yeah. where people have tried to trip him up on purpose mm-hmm. by asking him questions that he had never been asked before, and he always has an answer, mm-hmm. and it always makes sense with the story he's always told. So, yeah, right. I believe that it yeah very much possible. Um, now, the only thing that I'm kind of man sketchy on is uh, 
what he said about when they abducted him, he was on the ship, right? I don't uh-huh. know. Maybe that's a false memory or or whatever, but but yeah, as they far as him being abducted memory. and then yeah, and then him being abducted and then showing up, you know, three days later, like twenty miles away and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And exact same clothes he was in, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I also do, I, I do have a sense. And also his reason behind them abducting him, like they didn't mean to kill him. Like, you know, whenever that beam or whatever right. hit him, stopped his heart, they're like, shit, let's take him, you know, and fix him and then bring him back. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Like, Oh shit. Don't press them. Oh, we press it. yeah. We didn't mean to do, we didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just drop my boss out of time. Our bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> But yeah, uh, okay. Let's go. So, the Amityville Horror. The Amityville. Uh, no. No. You don't think you think it was just like a murderer, a blatant murder? The murder happened, and yeah, there may be some some things in there. There are a few photos floating around. One's of a little boy, uh, ghost Mm -hmm. that was taken uh, in the hallway, and um, Mm -hmm. that does look like one of the kids that was murdered. The De, in the DeFeo family, but what happened to the Lutz family? No, no. I think it was all to make the money. Family, yeah. yeah, I think it was all to make money. The Warrens came in, they got a book, they got a movie, and I think they had mm-hmm. to keep up the story after that. Um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Warrens either, um, at all. The Warrens. I, oh, okay. yeah. Um, I I understand that they they brought the paranormal to the forefront and things like that, but I think a lot of what they did mm-hmm. was a crock of shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Yeah. The Warrens. Yeah, I, I I really don't study up on the Warrens, but yeah, I know they were very important into the paranormal. So. Yeah, yeah, just kind of bringing seems- it to pop culture in the forefront. But other than that, I don't think what they did. Yeah, I just don't. Right. I, I yeah, don't it, believe in a lot of what they did. Yeah, I do. I think it it makes for a good movie, but yeah, the Amity yeah. Horror. I, I don't believe. I don't believe that's real. I mean, the house looks creepy as hell. I wouldn't want to live there, but. Uh, the, the owners now actually changed the windows. So they're not those oh, iconic really? windows anymore. Yeah. Because they wanted people to get the fuck off their lawn. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> stop coming, taking pictures of our house. Um, right. nobody after the Lutz family, nobody else has ever reported. There's been four or five other families that live there. Nobody wow. else has ever reported paranormal activity of any kind in the house. Wow. Yeah. Full of shit. Lutz. So, man. <laughs> There you go. Well, all right. Uh, thank you for coming on. I don't want to take up any more time. We've been an hour and hour and fifteen minutes. No, yeah. thank you for having me. It's been fun. But yeah, not a problem. Um, you're, I always welcome everybody back. Um, every t- every once in a while, I'll do an answer of the internet special. So you might get a message from me here in the and for the nearest future. I'm just inviting yeah. you back. You can more than welcome to come back if you want. If not, that's cool too. But yeah. Uh, I want to I want to thank you for taking time out of your night and coming to chit chat with me about about some paranormal, uh, mostly spirits. But yeah, like people out there, like if you ever see something in the corner of your eye, just remember it might actually be there. Yeah, it might yeah. Actually be there. And sometimes <laughs> anyway, kids' imaginary friends aren't imaginary. <laughs> right, that's what scares me the most because I have a five year old and he's. Yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah. I don't want him having imaginary friends. <laughs> but he's an only child, so it's, it might be bound to happen. Did you have an imaginary friend? I don't think I did. I don't think I ever did. 
No, I don't remember ever having one. I don't. I don't remember having one. If I, I'd have to ask my grandma. She would know. Like hell yeah, you talk about I do it every time. Name the sign. Sorry, Eric. If you have any shout outs or anything, anything to go and or anything to promote, go ahead. Now's the time. Yeah, uh, everybody got to check out the Unseen Paranormal podcast. Uh, like I said, I have a different guest on each week. Uh, talk to everybody from authors, historians, other investigators, pair celebrities, all that good stuff. And we're in the middle of season three now, so plenty plenty of episodes. I think I've got 116 episodes out uh, to go binge listen to all these different people. And uh, also, I uh, like you put in the promo, I'm on the cover of American Paranormal Magazine, the Tennessee edition. So go check that out. Um, yeah, I got some more stuff coming up. Uh, if you're in the Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky area, you can go on to uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram or any of those. And I'm always advertising public ghost hunts that we sell tickets to. So we got quite a few coming up this year. So come out and investigate with us and pick my brain in person. Yeah, it'll be fun. Make good times. All right. All right, sir. I want to th- thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Uh, take up stage. We'll talk more back. We'll talk more out there if you want. All right. But- all right, everyone, thank you for clicking that play button and watching or watching live, whatever you're doing, or just listening in your car on your way to work, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening, watching, anything like that. Make sure you tune in to next week. We do have uh, a usual. This guy comes on every once in a while, drops some more music, and he's gonna, he's been up to some big things. So we're going to give him a little, uh, give you guys a little update on what he's been up to. We have recording artist Droopy N coming on next week. So be sure to tune into that at 9 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash C slash the Dan Lovely Show. And make sure you like and subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. And that's it, everyone. Thank you. Have a good night. Um, hope we didn't scare the hope we didn't scare you too much. Hope you guys can go to sleep. But if not, I'm sorry. But have a good night. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Stay up. Peace.